0: And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, owner of Thinking Bigger Business Media. And our guest today is Becky Sheets-Runkel. She's a business author, writer, speaker, strategic (laughs) marketer, and martial artist. She's also an expert on Sun Tzu's strategy for women and men. Her book Sun Tzu for Women: The Art of Women in women Business has been called a must-read by Today's Chicago Woman, mentioned in The Economist, and featured in Today's Financial Women. Becky is a recognized authority on critical topics for women in business. She's a former Washington Business Journal columnist, and she's frequently interviewed for topics related to women in business. And strategic marketing. And on September the 5th, she's going to be in Kansas City delivering a workshop on this topic for the Missouri Women's Council. And we're going to talk about that a little bit today, too. And hopefully, we'll entice some of you to come out to that event and you can meet Becky in person. So, welcome to the show today, Becky.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to speak to you and speak with your listeners.
0: Yes, and I, I'm, I'm eager to hear. About your new book, uh, many of us, and, and many in our audience today, you know, we're probably familiar with Sun Tzu's Art of War.
1: <laughs> you know,
0: and we all know that that was a book that was really intended for a military audience, particularly for men. But your book, which I mentioned in the introduction, is called Sun Tzu for Women, and the Art of Winning of War for Winning in Business. So, why do you think <laughs> that that message for the Art of War? Can, can be applied to
1: women in business, and why is it so powerful for women in business? That's a that's a very very good question, and you're right. That's the whole focus behind the book is how can we apply Sun Tzu's 2,500 year old battlefield strategy to women mm-hmm. in business today? And I think the answer, the way that I the way that I explain the answer is if men have been studying this book both both in a military setting and more more um, For us today, in a business setting, at least for the conversation that we're having, and it's more Uh comfortable for men and it's easier for them to, to gravitate to, when I ask the question when I speak with groups, men and women, men's hands are much more likely to come up as having read the book and having read it recently and being more familiar and more engaged with it. So the question that I pose is, well, what do women have to lose? By not studying mm. this, by saying, "Well, this isn't for me. This isn't apropos. I'm not comfortable with this content." We, I would say, we have a lot to lose. It's the title may be a little off-putting. "The Art of War." Well, gosh, that's um, I want to. I, I want a, a career and a lifestyle of peace. Well, we all do. And the idea is, well, if you want peace, you must prepare for war. So it really is a book that's been interpreted by some scholars as just as much about peace as it is about war, because it's mm-hmm. how do you maintain peace. How do you get isn't it, don't we really want in our business and our careers we want to get what we want and the, object, the objectives by which we get that, that comes down to us. And um, I don't know about you, Kelly, but I tend to, to be much more diplomatic and much more conciliatory <laughs> and much more of a co- collaborative person, as do many women. And that's really the paradigm that a lot of the women run and, and the organizations that, are, uh, that have a lot of women in management positions and executive positions are, they're more collaborative. They, they build up teams. They build employees. They build alliances. It's less of that domination-oriented model that's um, that's maybe of the days of the past uh, or, or more likely today. So Sun Tzu can be applied and is applied in my book and in my speaking and in my workshop to women and into the, the contemporary settings that we find ourselves. Okay, and,
0: and you're absolutely right. Some might look at that title and say, Really? The art of war for winning in business and and think that you're promoting a message of aggression and that old that old concept of walking over people or worse to get to the top and that's not really what you're after at all
1: right and the exactly and i've actually had i had a, a fairly well known author women woman's author and um, business literature author who I think very highly of. to me when i reached out to her you know good luck i wish you well but i think the idea of war as a metaphor for business is just wrong for men and for women and i i respect that and i appreciate that um i disagree with that i think war as a metaphor for business is wholly appropriate because we live in such today more than ever we live in such a competitive competitive world it's not just about big guys and big businesses taking on other big guys and big businesses, right? It's about innovation, mm-hmm. and it's about, it's about teaming, and it's about using, um, using other networks and using infrastructure and borrowing and sharing and collaborating. So it's um, the idea of war as a metaphor. That's what a metaphor is. You apply it in ways that are most meaningful to you. But the wisdom, the wisdom that comes out of the art of war is timeless, and it's, I mean, there's some elements that are archaic. There's some language that's that's archaic. Well, you do what I and the other Sun Tzu scholars do. You just don't apply. You say, well, that's that's not really. Applicable, mm-hmm. but don't throw the the baby out with the proverbial bathwater. There's a whole lot more about how to pick your fight, how and when to engage, um, the the spirit that you must come to battle with. I mean, one of my favorite passages is the idea that if you're going to wage a battle, that battle can be anything. It can be asking for a pay raise. It can be asking for a better position. It can be uh, engaging with a strategic partner to get a more advantageous alliance or negotiating mm-hmm. with the, with a client. You have to go into that engagement as if you've already won the battle. That's directly from Sun Tzu. You must be prepared. You must have the mindset. You must have everything already in order, both internally and how you engage. And this is so appropriate and so meaningful for the women I work with. And that's um, that's the kind of energy and spirit. And, and there's a lot of that sort of uh, of a thing that's involved in the art of war.
0: Sure. And so what I'm hearing you say is that just as in war you have to be strategic, you have to really uh, out-plot or outmaneuver, maneuver out-strategize your opponent, it's pretty
1: true in business as well. And so a lot of this is about strategy too, not it just – uh go ahead. No, you're absolutely right, and it's about leveraging the – and this is what I'll really focus on in the workshop and in the keynote speaking that I do. It's about strategy, exactly, but leveraging our uniquely feminine competitive advantages, and there are advantages that women have – you and I are not going to do business the same way because we're two different people. We, I have assets that you don't have, and you have assets that i don't have and, and it, it, you need just as well as I need to understand what some of those assets are. That's just not not just domain it's not just um, skill set that you have, but' it's, it's intrinsic and internal skills like I've I mentioned, collaboration, the ability to build teams, the way in which women communicate, which is in many ways superior, generally speaking, to the way men communicate, the way we're able to pick up on cues, our, our EQ, our um, those yes. sorts of social intelligence that we have. And it, we may have these assets, but we may not be applying them. We may not know we have them or how to apply them to further our careers and to get, as I said, what we want. And that's really at the heart of it. It's taking that military strategy and applying it to, to every individual, because the book's really more about individual women in career and in their workplace and applying, applying it mm-hmm. to their business. But then how can they apply that in a very pragmatic and very practical way to their careers?
0: Yes. Well, and interestingly, when you talk about these uniquely feminine competitive advantages, and you just mentioned a couple of them, mm-hmm. uh, in, in many instances women have actually been told that there's no place for that in the workforce but there's no place for that in business and so uh we actually need people like you to come along and say absolutely cultivate those those are those are not weaknesses those are advantages so
1: i uh, guess you're, you're spot on you are spot on the idea of say intuition you know men too can be very intuitive and can and can make decisions with their guts and but women we tend to have these these highly developed senses of intuition, but if we're told or we believe, well, that's I'll, maybe I'll apply that to my my family or I'll apply that in my social settings, but that has no place in business. Well, how many decisions are we making that are wrong because they're not in tune with our intuitive nature and with what with what we're really being we're really hearing on the inside is the right decision to make, but we're we're, we're dismissing that because, like you said, we're, we're taught or we just don't believe that it has a place, and that's so wrong. Right now, on the other
0: side of the spectrum. There are obstacles that women face in business, and a lot of times that's because uh, we don't want to embrace our weaknesses, and and I know you address that in your book, that uh, there are Several different things that we have to be able in order to succeed uh, you there's four main points that you make in your book, and one of those we talked about the strengths and how that we actually have uniquely feminine strengths, but on the weakness side what what are some of the things that you address in your book so that we can
1: confront those weaknesses and turn them so that we can become successful yes absolutely uh, some of the some of those pitfalls are. Authenticity, and I'll tell you, I'll I'll base these on a lot of the feedback that I've received when I speak with women. I hear a lot of women come to me afterwards, and one-on-one or in small groups, and say, "You know, this idea of authenticity is one that I really I really struggle with, and it's hard to put your finger on that, and it's really hard to correct that. And almost almost hand in glove with that is the idea of the imposter syndrome, and I and that it, it resonates with so many women. I mean, they'll they'll tell me candidly, oh. Yeah, that, that describes me. It's this idea, and it doesn't only apply to women, but it's been studied more frequently in terms of women. And, and based on my, my, my feedback, it certainly applies to a lot of women. But it's this idea of, you know, I'm successful. I've got a great salary. I have a great position. I have, by all accounts, by by all external Choose. i've succeeded i'm successful i'm there i've done it right but the, uh-huh. the there's this sense of doubt the sense of second guessing yeah. the sense of looking over my shoulder i'm only it's only because i'm lucky or it's only because i've known the right people right right and
0: that that whole idea of not always feeling like you're good enough whether you've already achieved it or not and there's there's still sometimes that nagging feeling of as you say imposter this can't be real right? i I can't have achieved it, and, and I think uh, interestingly, I've heard some people talk about women politicians too. And so many women, when asked to run for office, they'll say, "Really, me?" And and they ha- women have to be asked a lot of times to run for office, whereas men just say, "By golly, I'm I'm going to run for office." And and I don't know why it is that we are like that. But what you say is very true, that there's that imposter syndrome, and you have some ways for overcoming that in in the book. And I think going hand-in-hand hand with that, too, though, is another uh, piece that you touch on, and that is fear. And it has devastating consequences. Why is it that women are are sometimes consumed by fear of success even?
1: Gosh, why? That's a really very good question. That's something that we we will get into in the workshop is peeling away those layers to get to the mm-hmm. heart of why, but you're absolutely right. I, you know, you see it again and again, in, and, and I, I, mean, I want to stress that it's, I mean, I'm talking about women, and I know I, I've had women say, well, this applies to men too. Well, sure it does, but I'm talking to women, yes, right? Yes, so, so yes. We, we, I mean, men, men haven't, a number of my male colleagues have read this and gotten quite, quite a bit out of it, but, um, but the idea, exactly, the idea of fear and the fear of leaving our comfort zones, And you see so many women who will stay in a position where they shouldn't be. They'll stay in an environment that's damaging, in an environment where, you know, it may not be blatantly abusive, but it's not, it's not bringing out their best, and it's not a place where they're comfortable. But ironically, it's because of their comfort zone. They're afraid to step out. They're afraid of what they stand to gain. You know, isn't that, isn't that interesting that we're afraid of what we, yes. what we may stand to gain? And, you, you know, yeah, you're right, I've seen it, you see it many times, and you can see it in people that you, you work with, and maybe some people will see it in themselves and say, you know, you're right, I, I, I want to take risks. I want to. I want something better. I want to challenge myself. I want to reach out, but I'm just, I'm just fearful. And if that's the case, you know, you're never going to achieve your your successes by your terms. You're never going to achieve those uniquely feminine competitive advantages because you're just, you know, too afraid to get to that next step.
0: Sure. Now, also in your book, you use some very highly visible, high-level women who, as examples, who have been able to apply the principles. That you use in your book uh, from Sun Xu, and and that they have been able to use those to achieve success. Can you give us a couple, well, one or two of those examples?
1: Okay, sure. Uh, there are a number. I'm a, I'm a history buff, so I've used a number of, of examples of women throughout history as well, just because I think they're cool. I I generally, when I speak about imposter syndrome, because I almost always cover that, because it, like I said, it really resonates and authenticity too. I will use Condoleezza Rice as an example. Um, she's, you know, obviously she's a political figure, but she's almost an apolitical figure because no matter who you are, you respect Condoleezza Rice. I, I think, um, you know, she's just one of those kind of characters who's almost above the fray. But there's an incident that I relay when she's a, she's young, relatively young in her career, and it's in the book. And I and um, I would just encourage people to to, to maybe Google Condoleezza Rice and Boris Yeltsin and see what they find because I take it out of her biography. Uh, but there's an incident where she is confronted by Boris Yeltsin during the Cold War, and she causes him to back down, which I think is just so cool. Um, the kind of the kind of um, wherewithal and, and, and indomitable spirit and sense of self and purpose and knowing who you are. Her boss, George Bush, um, the, the the former, said, "You know, she has this way of disarming the biggest of big shots, and she doesn't do it by being a, you know being uh, really." externally abrasive or aggressive not that aggressive is necessarily wrong but she has a, you know, she's a diplomat and, and the, right. so the reason she does it is because she knows what she's talking about. It comes down to that and everybody knows she knows what she's talking about. That's, um, that's one example. I use um, gosh I, I use Meg Whitman in terms of yes. being a collaborator she is a picture of collaboration of building teams and she built she grew eBay many 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 times over when she was there and she did it by leveraging the partners the the network of sellers and saying well, what do you want out of this and listening to them okay. she was known as a chief they call her chief executive collaborator because that's she was that was just her that was just sort of her intrinsic inherent skill I don't think she sat down and said well I'm going to be am going to build this business based on collaboration it's just who she is and it's how she how she grew um, grew that so many times over so she's a picture of that Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, yeah, so so there's many examples throughout the book. So whether you're a business owner, whether you're a business executive, a young woman uh, on your way up in the business world, or, you know, you're a politician, wherever you may be in your career, in your stage of life, there is valuable advice in your book. There are principles that you can apply now to whatever stage you're in. And you're going to be here in Kansas City in just about a month, on September the fifth, you're going to be leading a workshop called "The Competitive Advantage: The Sun Shoe Strategies for Women," and that's in uh, that's in collaboration with Missouri Women's Business Conference. And so, tell us what that workshop is
1: going to consist of. Sure, it is a rather intensive workshop. Four hours, I believe, is what they have it. They have it blocked yes. Don't yes. let that scare you. Don't let that intimidate you, um, because I will. I will frame. All of these pitfalls and all of these attributes that go together to help us form our uniquely feminine competitive advantage. Some of which we've talked about on the call. There are certainly uh-huh. a, a many, many more. But I will go through those. I will, I will give many examples of those, just like you've asked me to do here, which I, I appreciate. And what we'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll talk about, or I'll have women evaluate themselves uh, based on all of these different, various, various criteria. Very. Very specific sets of questions that I ask on the attributes and the pitfalls. Like you ask, you ask, well, what is, why are, why are some women afraid? Well, we'll get to the heart of those sorts of questions. Why, why do you feel like you're not good enough with the imposter syndrome? If you are an intuitive person, um, do you know that you are? Are you utilizing it in your business setting? If, do you know, Do you not know that you are? That can be just as damaging. So uh-huh. Getting to the heart of right. uh, some of these attributes, like communication, like emotional intelligence, the, the idea of being, uh, being. Independent and being compassionate and being committed to the kind of work we do, you know, there, there's there's a different level. If you talk to women entrepreneurs, I'm sure I'm sure you have. When women talk about their businesses, it's like we talk about our children. It's a different way of yes. couching. You know what I mean? It's a different, it's yes. a different dynamic. So. Um, there's a whole lot of things that we're going to go through in this workshop that, again, get to the idea of determining your uniquely feminine competitive advantages. And then there will be some next steps that come out of that where there will be a workbook. Mm-hmm. And I'll, expect, I'll hope that a lot of the participants will take that workbook on their own and uh, maybe find a mentor if they don't already have one or ask for some objective advice from friends and women in their network and and continue to work their way through and achieve what they want to achieve and get what they want out of their careers and their businesses. Right.
0: So while this is a group workshop, it's going to be a very individualized experience. You're going to lead them through the general principles, but they are going to be applying it to themselves. So in that respect, it becomes a very individualized plan that they can take away uh, to to use in their businesses to work on themselves professionally and personally for their development. So, Absolutely. Uh, so who who is best suited if, if our listeners are out there and they're saying oh you know i'm probably too young to a little executive. <laughs> uh, who who is this best suited for what level of of uh, women what level in their career what age
1: sure sure i i really i get that question a lot i get it about the book as well i get it about the keynotes that i give and the answer is it's there is really a great great deal for everyone if there's someone who's early in her career you know, she might not be able to really have a good handle on questions like authenticity and imposter syndrome because she hasn't, you know, had that depth of experience yet. But it is going to show her and teach her a lot about the, mistake, the mistakes that you and I have made in our careers that we know better now. Yes. It's going to help her to avoid those. It's going to help her to see these things in bold in bold new ways. The idea, for example, of asking for what we want. You know, I, mm. I've spent a lot of points, a lot of my career not asking for what, what I wanted, and not really knowing that it was a big deal. So, yes. how we ask or how we don't ask, these sorts of things that are so critical for, for any kind of women, it's, I think it's going to teach younger women um, things that, you, like I said, you and I wish we had known. And then for women who are later in their careers or, or even um, very, very senior in their careers, might even have their own businesses might be senior leaders, maybe CEOs in large organizations, it is just as applicable for them. It will help some of them to build better teams based on their attributes and their assets. But if they're even for solopreneurs and women who are who are on their own, it will help them to engage better and more intelligently with their clients, with their partners, with their with their coworkers or other people that they may be um, coming in contact uh-huh. with. So absolutely something for everyone.
0: Okay. Now I know. I mean, I've been very involved with women in business for many years now. Have attended many different workshops, many different conferences, all devoted to the personal and professional development of women and advocacy for women. For if you had to sum up how this workshop w- is different from some of those that I've attended and others who are listening today have attended, how would you do that? What, what is what is the key differentiator?
1: Wow, that's a very, very good question. I have the feedback that I have had. I'll tell you this: from women like you who've been to a lot of these sorts of training, is wow, this is really different. There's not anything else like this. I focus on, uh, like I said, the uniquely feminine differentiators, these attributes and these assets that we may not know that we that we even have within us, or or that we, mistakes we might be making. So it's it's really an illumination on. Things that we're not actively aware of during the course of a day, I really focus on the internal, and it sounds a little bit, um, a little bit touchy feely. But what I mean by that is, like, like when I said you have to win the battle before you, before you engage, you have to have already gotten the stand, in your mind, in your spirit, in terms yes. of the, the background. You must have already. It's the mentality, the wherewithal through which you must already have achieved it. Um, that's a little bit difficult to explain in a sound bite. Maybe I'll get better at it as a marketing professional. Um but 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 it really it, it really is that sort of indomitable spirit, creating that sort of indomitable spirit, the spirit of Sun Tzu in your career. Yes. Um, to where you're not going to fall down and if you do fall down you get back up you don't dwell on the mistake and you get stronger and smarter for it there's um you mentioned that i'm a martial artist there are a lot of martial arts yes. principles in the book as well and uh, those have really put me in a position along with the, uh, certainly the business expertise but those have put me in a position to articulate these concepts in a way that i think makes sense Okay,
0: now one of the, one of the things that you mentioned is that this is an intensive workshop. It is on September the 5th from 1 to 5 p.m. at the UMKC Student Union. You're going to be doing a book signing as well. And the whole thing is free. It's complimentary. So make sure you go out and you register. You can go to the website of the Women's Council and that's just a simple website, womenscouncil.org and you can get signed up for this. Uh, I know they would appreciate the pre-registration, even though there is no no cost to it. So looking forward to meeting you out there, Becky. And for those uh, of those listeners that we have today who maybe are not in the Kansas City area, can't get here for whatever reason, how can they get a copy for of your book or learn more about Sun Shoe for Women?
1: Sure. There, there are a number of ways. My website is Sun Tzu Strategies. That's S-U-N-T-Z-U Strategies, sunsustrategies.com. They can follow me on Facebook. Uh, the title of the book is Sun Tzu for Women, S-U-N-T-Z-U for Women. So you can find me on Facebook at Sun Tzu for Women, and uh, you can just Google Sun Tzu for Women and, find, and buy that any, anywhere that you'd like. It's all over, all over the Internet.
0: Yes, and, and she's right. If you, if you Google her name or the name of the book, it comes right up. Lots of information about it and a lot of background on the principles as well. So, Becky, it's been wonderful having you here today. Like I said, I'm looking forward to meeting you in the, in another month when you're up here in Kansas City. Thank you for taking the time today to go through some of the principles in your book with us, and hopefully we'll see some of you in our audience here at the at the event in September.
1: I sure hope so. I'm looking forward to meeting as many women as think that they could benefit from learning more about their uniquely feminine competitive advantages and get everything they want out of their careers.
0: Thank you so much. And thank you for tuning in today. We will see you next week. If you're interested in more resources for your business, you can also visit IThinkBigger.com, our company website. You can also follow us on Twitter at IThinkBigger or like our Facebook page at Thinking Bigger Business Media. Have a great weekend. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, owner of...
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.